Is the accuser always holy now? Were they born this morning as clean as God's fingers? I'll tell you what's walking Salem. Vengeance is walking Salem. We are what we always were in Salem, but now the little children are jangling the keys of the kingdom and common vengeance writes the law. Arthur Miller, The Crucible, 1953. During the spring of 1692, a group of young girls in Salem Village, Massachusetts, claimed to be possessed by the devil and accused several local women and men of witchcraft. These accusations sparked the infamous Salem Witch Trials, which resulted in the execution of 20 innocent people. Today, Salem is a lovely tourist town and a haven for the weird and the spooky. My mom and I spent a week in the Witch City to kick off our dark tourism travels and to celebrate her 60th birthday. Let's wander the cobblestone streets and learn a bit of history, shall we? would like to welcome my wonderful mother, Sherry, back to the podcast. Um, Thanks for joining me and happy birthday, mom. Thank you. And hello from Spooky Salem. Yeah. So um, we're going to just give you guys a little bit of an overview of um, our trip, what we loved, uh, what what you should do, what you should avoid, uh, the interesting things we learned. So let's just dive right in here. Is Salem what you expected because it's a historic town. It has lots of history. And I think everybody kind of has an idea in their head of what it's going to be like and what it's going to look like. So was it what you expected? It is what I expected. Totally. Totally. Okay. So for me, it kind of is, but I, it's more modern than I thought it was going to be, which I knew I was like, people live here every day. So a large portion of the city, I figured will just be look like a normal city. But I expected there to be a little more of like the early architecture and for it to to be maybe just a little more historic than it is. Yeah, more more older homes maybe and stuff, which there were some older homes, but yeah. I think you were expecting a little more of that. Older the older homes. Yeah. Because they had a fire and so some are gone. But yeah. So uh so what about the city is different than what you expected? The use of Salem Harbor. Oh, okay. The harbor where they bring stuff in off the ocean and stuff. I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, because we learned that Salem was by far like the busiest port in America in its early days. And in its heyday, it was a really big deal. Um, one thing that was 
different than I expected, too, is that they appreciate it now, but only in recent history has the past been, like, appreciated and preserved. In the 70s, we learned that the cast of Bewitched came here, and that is really what sparked the Salem Witch Trial tourism. Before that, like, the common person wouldn't know about the witch trials, and only, like, academics and historians really cared about it. And I think because of that, for hundreds of years, people just weren't aware of what they were walking on, what they were tearing down. And also, like, there's just, like, so much random history here. Like, we learned about the first successful telephone call. Yes. Which was really cool. Yes. Alexandra Bell from a, now it's a restaurant, made his Mm -hmm. first long-distance call here. Yeah, he called his assistant in Boston. Watson. Yes, his assistant Watson. The man who invented the first x-ray lived here. The first militia was here. And every tour we went on, it's like every house we went by, they were like, oh, this is this thing. And oh, this is this thing. And this is this thing. Wow, so much happened here. And it's the home of the National Guard. Yes. Yeah, which makes sense because they had so much maritime and uh, military stuff here. And what did they say? It's the most uh, wealthy city per capita? It used to be. Used to be. Like, and it's back in the colonial yeah. days. Yeah, it was most wealthy per capita. So... Uh, Okay, what are some of the most interesting things that you learned? Okay, the use of the tunnels. So there are tunnels all under the city, and they're still being used, but in a much smaller scale Mm -hmm. and all. But I didn't know about all those tunnels. What all they tell us about the tunnels? Um, So what they would do is it was difficult, even though um, much of the, like, customs houses and stuff were right on the water it was still difficult to get your goods from your ship through the town to the customs house That's right because of space mainly right so they would uh put goods through the tunnels to the custom house but they also used them for smuggling so they wouldn't have to pay taxes on everything yes bootlegging (laughs) and stuff yes and so of course there are some ghost stories about people buried in the tunnels and and that's that's pretty fun but apparently modern day salem like they don't really know where the entrances to the tunnels are and of course the tours don't go down there because it's not safe um so that's kind of still a fun unexplored territory yeah definitely i didn't i didn't know about that what else uh parker brothers Games started here. Yes. Monopoly, Clue, Sorry, Risk. Yeah. And like the Parker Brothers were also the manufacturers of the Ouija board. The Ouija board. Which is like very, you know, spooky history. Another layer of that spooky history. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And on that note, the Clue House. The Clue House is here from the movie Clue. Coolest yes. thing. So there was a fa- the very first like nationally known famous murder happened in a house here and Parker Brothers yes had bought the rights to a, a murder mystery type game and so they based the board on this house in Salem they did and which, the and the captain white was actually murdered yes, there captain white was murdered in the bedroom with was he the knife you know uh yes he was stabbed, stabbed. with the knife captain white in his bedroom with a knife yes i don't think there's a bedroom on the clue board there's not no <laughs> <laughs> Had to add it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anything else? Yes. So Cotton Mather mm-hmm. from Boston mm-hmm. went to Harvard College, his alma mater. He mm-hmm. was a minister. When the Salem witch trials came about, they sent for Cotton Mather to come over, I guess, give his opinion whatnot. He thought they were all guilty. So he did his little deal with the witch trials, and he goes back to Boston, thinks he's going to go back to Harvard College, but his colleagues said, nope. 
no go. They kind of shunned him. So what did Mr. Cotton Mather do? He started Yale University. Yeah. Who knew? Yep. I, I certainly did not. Did not know that. What about for you? Yeah. Interesting things for me. I thought the geography was really interesting in that Salem used to cover like a much larger area that is now several cities in this part of the state. And one of those cities is Danvers, which is where the infamous Danvers State Hospital used to stand. Um, If you're a ghost, true crime lover at all, you've probably heard of Danvers. It's one of the um, most famous mental institutions. The movie Session 9 was filmed there. I think every ghost hunting show is on an episode there. It is like very spooky and infamous. It has now been torn down. But Danvers, modern day Danvers, is where Salem Village stood. And that's where actually a lot of the witch stuff happened. Like the people, the accusers actually lived in Salem Village. And modern day Salem, like where we are, is Salem Town. I mean, a lot of it happened here, but much of it started Over out there. there. And um, as I mentioned, because they've only recently started to preserve their history in the last really several decades... Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just nobody knows where it happened. They do know where the witches were hanged, but they don't know where the witches, the accused, let me say the the accused, accused, the victims. (laughs) Um, They do know where they were hanged in all likelihood, but they have no idea where the victims' bodies were buried, which I find to be very spooky. Yeah, yeah. Where are they? (laughs) Yeah. But let me add one thing, Mm -hmm. too, that I didn't know that was interesting. Um, Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched, Mm -hmm. Samantha. Mm -hmm. I didn't know she had anything to do with Salem, but they actually came and did a a season, like eight episodes here in Salem. Mm -hmm. She was here with her TV crew. Also, they were given a statue of her in the city square there. So um, after that is when they really started doing more of the tours and stuff on the witches, correct? Yeah, because like I was saying, most people, it wasn't just in pop culture, People didn't know. And uh, I guess the soundstage where they normally filmed Bewitch in California burned down. Yes. So they had to pivot one season and they were like, okay, what are we going to do if our soundstage burned down? And so they filmed, I think, eight episodes in Salem and they did this whole thing where uh, Samantha went back in time and tried to prevent the witch trials. Yeah. Um, And actually, one, I think, one episode was filmed at the hotel that we were staying at. Um, nice. But yeah, after that, like all of America, of course, back then, they're all watching the same sitcoms and they see this and they start to become interested. Uh, and our tour guide told us at that time there was no tourism industry. There was zero tourism. So industry. that show brought it really. Yeah. That's, Bewitched. What, that's what sparked the national interest. And of course, it's been in the in pop culture ever since. So now when you go buy your T-shirt, you know, your T-shirt you have to have is a lot of uh, Bewitched stuff. Yes. So. Yes. Okay, so of the things we did, which we did a lot, but there's more, (laughs) Um, but of the things we did, what do you think are the must-dos for, like, first-time visitors, or is there anything we did that you think people should just, like, skip? Um, First-time visitors, you have to stay uh, downtown where everything's at. There's several hotels down here, and it's just, you can just, you can walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. Nicole and I did not. Uh, Uber or anything. We get on the trolley just for funsies, mm-hmm. but um, you can walk everywhere. Stay downtown. It's worth it. I feel like there's not a lot of parking here. Yeah. So uh, stay downtown. And then if you like 
I mean, you need to know the history of the witch trials. If you know, maybe you already know, but if you don't, or if you're interested, then there's lots of different tours and houses and whatnot. But you should go to the witch house and the witch museum. You have to do that. And then if you like uh, Hocus Pocus stuff, there's several Hocus Pocus locations. Uh, mm-hmm. Allison's house is here. Um, Danny's house is here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's the witchy stuff. There's a Halloween museum, which I really liked. It's a little cheesy. But if you like Halloween, <laughs> go. And then the Peabody Museum. Yeah. The Peabody Essex Museum, which is really nice. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um I think you have to, like mom said, you have to go to the witch house. It's the only standing structure left that is directly tied to um, the witch trials. And I will talk a little bit more about that later, but you have to do the witch house. I think you should do at least one walking tour that covers the witch trials. I agree with that and meant, forgot to say it. Yeah. Um, even if you are familiar with it, actually being here and having a tour guide point out the corner of this parking lot is where Giles Corey was pressed. Like, yes. that's the kind of thing you're not going to notice driving down the street. Um, For sure. And we did both of the tours we did. We did a daytime history tour. We did a nighttime, like, ghost tour. Both of our tours were witch city tours, which I would definitely recommend. Uh, because they, you know, told you a lot of like fun ghost stories and stuff, but also everything they told you is factual. There was nothing like, you know, too cheesy or sensationalized. They give you like, this is what happened. This is the ghost story that's here. Um, But I found it to be super informative and also fun. We rode the trolley today. And for us, it wasn't really worth it because it's actually really cold today. And we only had like a shorter window of time. I would say skip the trolley unless you have all day and it's nice outside. To um, actually ride the trolley. Yeah, because they uh, they take you on about an hour tour like loop of the city, which, which is nice. Um, and you can get on and get off. But I, I just feel like it would really take the whole day to like really get off at the stops and take your time there. Yeah. And because the trolley doesn't run by like every 10, 15 minutes. It comes by like once an hour. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, skip it unless you have all day and the weather's nice. Uh, and I think you probably only need to do one of what I'm going to call the old fashioned museums. Um, the old fashioned museums are the witch museum, the witch history museum and the witch dungeon. <laughs> um, all three of those, I believe, were those frontline original tourist attractions built back in the 70s to kick off the tourist trade in Salem. And um, the Witch Museum was my favorite of those. It's in this big, old, gothic-looking church, and it has red stained glass, and at night, the whole facade glows red. (laughs) Yes, very cool-looking. Yeah, Um, but it's definitely uh, old school. I think uh, some of the locals describe it as kitschy. It reminds me of a wax museum I went to growing up. You basically sit in the middle of this auditorium and around you there are wax figures and there's like a voiceover and it illuminates Uh different parts of the story. Um, But also like it was pretty spooky though. Like it was very ominous, you know. Yeah, it was great. I liked it. (laughs) I liked it. Yeah. And it was informative. Yeah. So I think those are fun. Just don't go in expecting 2021 like you know disney value production it's it's like it's very old school and i think charming (laughs) you realize it's been there many many years yes yes and it doesn't seem like they uh mean to update anytime soon no no (laughs) so only one of those and you're good uh let's see oh also 
I wanted to talk about hotels and food a little bit for people. Okay, yeah. Uh, I would say stay at the Hawthorne, which is where we are at, or Mm -hmm. the Merchant, which is also in the center of town. Um, The Hawthorne is your classic big old historic hotel. Very old. Very old. So like a little rough around the edges, like not not super fancy. Your room's not going to be super fancy. But, um, like, the lobby area is very nice. There's a couple mm-hmm. restaurants. Uh, as mom said, you can walk to everything. Mm-hmm. Very clean restroom. Our bathroom yeah. is very nice. Everything's updated. clean, right? But if you want to stay somewhere historic that's maybe a little more high-end, if you know, in regards to design and such, the Merchant Hotel is also supposed to be one of the most haunted hotels in the city. And it is, like, your classic, everything's updated, everything's super stylish boutique hotel. But the staff do go home at night, and you're kind of there alone. So yes, our tour guide told us the staff does not stay overnight. So that's kind of a, yeah, maybe a clue. Yeah, if there's a number you can call if you need someone. Yeah, so you know maybe maybe that's a deterrent for you. Maybe it's encouragement. I don't know, but Hawthorne or the Merchant. Um, let's see. We really enjoyed the Red Line Cafe. Yes, excellent dessert. Yes, for like coffee, sandwiches, desserts. Yeah, it was a great place to like pop in in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. and just have something light, take a break. We also a couple times have gone to the Old Main Street Pub. Which is right across the street from the hotel and it's fabulous. Yes. Yes. The ambience, the atmosphere. We had a fantastic waiter. The food was good. We had some... Um, duck stroganoff that was fabulous yes before last night was our ghost tour it was cold it was rainy and so before we went on the ghost tour we popped in and had the duck stroganoff and got mm. something warm in our bellies so and good. It was great. the staff is super friendly there um they don't they're not open for lunch they're only open for dinner but it would be a great place to either have a full dinner or just have a drink um so definitely check that place out we're having dinner tonight at turner's seafood which was recommended to me. And so, of course, we can't tell you how that is, but I've heard good things. And it looks really nice. Yeah. We walked past it last night, and it seems to have a great vibe. Yeah. And our one of our tour guides said the food was really good there, and the service was good. Yeah. And that's where Alexander Graham Bell made the first telephone call. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Back when it was Lyceum Hall. It was like a lecture hall. And yes. It was a restaurant. Was, well, not a restaurant then, but and yeah. tonight's my birthday dinner, so. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be really difficult, but what was your very favorite thing about our visit? I have struggled with trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, I think I think the the witch house and the witch museum, both of them. Yeah. Um, the witch house, I mean, that was just incredible. The huge fireplaces they use for heat, for cooking. Um, it's not that big of a house, but in that time when he bought it, they said it was like a mansion, mm-hmm. but it's been well-preserved. It's just like, I guess, when they walked out. I mean, it's um, it's an old, old historic cool house, like the Boards Creek. And I could just think about all, you know, they had 10 kids plus, I think they had like 13 total kids. Some of mm-hmm. them died, though. But can I could just imagine all of them being in there together. And, yeah. you know, he was a, a judge, right? Yes. So there was one room where... Actually, people would come in. He would hear their cases, you know. So it was interesting to just try to imagine what it was like in the 1600s when yeah. all that was going on. Yeah, the witch house was also, um, well, let me let me talk about 
one of my other ones first, and I'll come back to the witch house. Um, but the Peabody Essex Museum we went to today, kind of on a whim, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. It was. It there, was good. There was way more than we could even do. We kind of picked our favorite mm-hmm. things and did those. It's a it's a, your, your standard art museum. Yes. But because we're in Salem, they have a ton of like maritime, maritime. and early American stuff, which I've not seen pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, so tons of like figureheads from actual oh, shit. Figureheads were great. Beautiful stuff. Um, a really, really rare treat for me was we came across the captain's desk items that were recovered from the Mary Celeste. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nicole was dying over that. I love it when you walk into an art museum and you don't know you're going to see something amazing. And then you do. And you're like, wow, what am I looking at? And I had had that moment today. Um, If you're not familiar, the Mary Celeste is a famous, famous ghost ship. The Mary Celeste uh, disappeared. Nobody knew where she was. She was just gone. Then one day... She shows back up, nobody's on board, and there's no clue as to what happened to these people. To any of them. And it's, so it's a ghost ship. And so these items in this museum, it's like a it's just like a little desk set. There's yeah, some letters, pens. correspondence, photographs taken from the, 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 the desk. They were just on his the captain's yeah, desk. Yes. And he was nowhere in sight. Um, so that was just a rare treat. But I would say it's a must-do, especially if you're interested in art or history. Yeah, if you'd like mu- museums at all, you should go. Yeah. You, so, you can spend a couple of hours. So the Witch Museum, the Witch History Museum are like super, you know, cheesy tourist stuff. And then if you want to be on the higher end of culture in <laughs> Salem, you go to the Peabody Essex, which, by the way, they pronounce it Peabody. Peabody. The Peabody Essex. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, no, it's Peabody. We're from Arkansas. Well, now you know how to say it, Peabody. But yeah, the witch house, back to the witch house, was, I think, my absolute favorite thing. I mean, it's a a beautiful old house. Kind of scary looking. It's black. It's it's completely painted like a dark charcoal gray color, which I always assumed was for spookiness. But no, that is one of the proper period appropriate colors. colors for a house. And like mom said, when you go inside... They have done their best to preserve and restore it as close as possible. Mm-hmm. I think 1620 something or 1630, early 1600s is when it was built. It's called first period. Anything from, I think, the 1600s in America is called first period. It's literally the earliest stuff they built when they got here. And so just get yeah, the fireplace, the beams, even the plaster on the walls just to us was just beautiful. Do we want to talk about some of their medicine habits that they have? Sure. So there's <laughs> up on the second floor landing, they have this little exhibit about corpse medicine. And back in the day, they thought that these things carried like special healing properties. So um, the very first thing in the exhibit is skull moss. What's skull, skull moss? moss? Think about it. It's literally moss that grows on skulls. And they used it for medicine. <laughs> yeah. So they they would collect it and, I don't know, grind it into powders or something. They, they talked about using human fat for different things. They would use teeth and hair. I mean, it was just like in everyday medicine. Yes. Fingernails and hair was put into a like a bowl as the fingernails and hair was cut. <laughs> and then they would mix stuff with it and make use it for medicine. I had, I did not know anything about that. Yeah. So apparently that was just common practice. Back common then. practice. But the witch house, 
I think a lot of people don't realize, like I said, it's the last standing structure that had any real ties to the witch trials. And it's tied to the witch trial is that Jonathan Corwin, Judge Jonathan Corwin, lived in the house at the time of the trials. Um, it has nothing to do with the accused. Right. They call it the witch house because of the witch trials, um, which I guess is confusing for some people. Yeah, <laughs> it is. yeah I gathered yeah. that. <laughs> so the proper name for it is actually the Judge Jonathan Corwin house. And they said that it is possible, like you mentioned, in the parlor, he would sometimes hear cases, accusations, do, like, business in that room. And yes. so they speculate that there is a good chance that some of the actual accusations and whatnot were recorded in that room. In that room, yeah. And as we also have touched on a couple of times, you know, they didn't always know their history, preserve their history here. And so in the 40s, they were going to tear this house down. Yes, because they needed to make the street wider. Uh-huh. As cities grow, you have to do these things. And they were just going to tear it down because it was in the way. And uh, some group of citizens were like, can we just move it back just don't do that. instead yeah. of tearing it down? <laughs> um, and so thankfully, thankfully they did. And they, the city of Salem owns it. They run mm-hmm. it as a museum. And now we still have it, thankfully. But that's what happened to so many Things that would still be here. But they were torn down. But several have been restored or, or saved and moved to different locations. There was another house. I can't remember which house. but Yeah, there are several houses that they have. Now that they understand, uh, you know, how important they are. If something's yeah. in the way or whatever, they'll just move it back. They've moved, it, they've moved a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank God they have. Yeah. So we're very, we're very, very thankful for that. There are a couple more things that I wanted to mention that we did not get to when we originally recorded. The first thing is the Witch Trials Memorial. Um, This was one of my favorite spots in the city, and I believe that it is a must-do on your visit to Salem. I believe I mentioned that the accused could not be buried in holy ground, And so no one knows for sure where their actual burial place is. One of the tours that we went on mentioned that possibly they simply dug like a trench and tossed the bodies in like a mass grave style, Um, but they're just really not sure. So the city erected a memorial to the victims of the witch trials, and it's a really lovely place. There is a stone wall that borders a little grassy area, and there is a stone, basically a little um, outcropping, kind of like a bench for each of the victims. It has their name, their method of execution, and I believe the date. And this memorial is directly next to the Charter Street Cemetery, and I can't remember which judge or judges are buried there, um, but some of those that were involved in the witch trials are buried there. And they said that part of the reason why they built the memorial there is so that the judges will have to like look over the victims for all eternity and be accountable for what they did or their part in what was done. Another cool thing about the witch trials memorial is that when you first walk in, there are stone pavers on the ground with words inscribed in them. And these are words of the victims that were recorded during the trials. And these words are a really powerful reminder as you're walking into the memorial. 
And at the beginning of the words and the end of the words, they're cut off. And that is to symbolize that the victim's voices were not heard during this time. So again, um, definitely make sure that you check out the Witch Trials Memorial when you're in Salem. It is a very walkable right in the center of town near uh, most of the other things you'll be doing. So definitely do not miss it. The other thing I wanted to mention is Turner's Seafood, um, because we mentioned that we were going there, um, but when we recorded, we had not been there yet. And so uh, I am happy to report that it was wonderful. The food, the cocktails, the atmosphere, everything was great. It was kind of the perfect mix between casual and nice. Uh, We were dressed up just a little bit and felt right at home there. Uh, But the people at the table next to us were very casual, just, you know, jeans and t-shirts. And uh, they didn't seem out of place either. Um, The food was great, Um, affordable, but still you could go there for a nice occasion and uh, feel like you've gotten your money's worth. The seafood there is all fresh, which of course, if you're in New England, you have to have fresh seafood. And my mom and I love seafood, so we were all about it. Um, So yeah, when you're in Salem, uh, I would definitely say Turner's Seafood would be a great option for just about any meal. Um, any, any like final thoughts I, about yes. Salem? <laughs> yes. So everybody is so friendly here. Oh, absolutely. Friendly and super safe. We feel super safe. Like if you're cross, there's crosswalks, you know, you can cross the street and there's areas where there's no crosswalks. Well, traffic will just stop for you at, certainly at the crosswalks, but where there's no crosswalks and you just have to cross, the drivers totally stop for you like 90% of the time. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. they. Ch- I feel like they really appreciate their tourists and they, they treat you really well. So that's been uh, that's been a nice treat. We'll be, we'll be standing like waiting for a safe spot and a driver will just stop and be like, yeah, please pass. It, yeah. It's very laid, laid back and mm-hmm. you know, nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody's nice. So that's been, that's been super good. Yeah, so. definitely. So I've had a really good birthday trip with my daughter, Nicole. Yes, <laughs> yes. We started planning this, uh, I guess, last year. Um, we went on a cruise together. Kind of, it's sort of just a last minute thing that worked yeah, out. And in then, between our birthdays. Yeah, in between our birthdays. And so um, mom said, well, I got a big one coming up next year. <laughs> she, went, she wouldn't say the number. She would just say a big one. And yeah. what are we going to do? And uh, we decided we we for years we've been talking about going on spooky vacations together, yes. but this is the first one that we've actually made it on. Yes, it's been great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, now that we've done our first spooky getaway, where 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 do you want to go next? I can't. I don't even know. <laughs> I have a lot on my plate. Let's see. I'm going to Colorado next month. <laughs> Kentucky in June. Niagara Falls in Toronto in October. <laughs> So, so you can't think about next year's birthday trip yet. I can't. I can't. I, we're going to have to work on that. I yeah. just. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Well, I. I would love to go to yeah, LA. Yeah. Want to go? I would love to go to LA. I haven't been in so long, and there is like a lot, a lot of spooky history there. 
Um, that would take a little more planning because you can't just uh, get a hotel in one part of L.A. and walk everywhere like we have here. Yes. <laughs> so um, it might take a few years to plan that one. But I don't know. Maybe we'll go on a road trip next year to the Texas Chainsaw bed and breakfast. Well, we are wanting to do a road trip that involves like um, haunted Haunted like locations, and that'll take some planning too, though. Yes, but yes, we're definitely going to do that. A road, a haunted road trip. Yeah, but this has been this has been a fantastic kickoff. It has that. been. <laughs> I've had a great time. Well, thanks again, Mom, for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, and I also want to thank um, a few people who gave me recommendations for this trip. So, uh, shout out to listener and Instagram friend Hazel Margaret. Uh, also, Mateus Macedo from the Sessions X podcast. And last but never least, uh, Andrea Subasati from Rue Morgue and Faculty of Horror. Thank you all for giving me recommendations and making this a more fantastic trip. Later, witches. Thanks for tuning in. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook at Light and Shadow Pod. Sign up to become a supporter on Patreon for early access to all episodes and more. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help other people find the show. Until next time, stay spooky.